ethos. You can prove to your mind that you are able to tune in and make change to finally dial in exactly what you want and to start making moves towards seeing that in your reality. Welcome to the Creative Coach Cast. I'm Paul Goldsmith, an entrepreneur and creative coach on the show committed to helping you transform your creative ideas into a reality. Laura Husson is a certified subconscious transformation coach, host of the Shift Seekers Show, a wife, mom, and she happens to live on a tiny island off the south coast of the UK called the Isle of Wight. Let's start off. What does a subconscious transformation coach do? I work with people who really want to make change in their lives. They are ambitious, big dreamers, people who know what is possible for whatever reason are not quite able to land it. or They're not actually seeing the results in front of their eyes yet. They can see it, but they're not reeling it in. And I help them make that possible. What a cool job. I'll tell you how I found you on the internet is I started the Creative Coach Cast for a very similar reason to help people who have this creative idea, but don't know quite how to get started or they get stuck. And you had a podcast called Get Unstuck. And so I found you, but then you rebranded, you changed it to the Shift Seekers. And I'm fascinated by that. Tell me why that is. Why the shift to the new podcast name, The Shift Seekers? Oh my goodness. So because I work with the subconscious mind primarily, one of the most important things that I share with people about the subconscious is that it is forward focused. So it wants to move forward. It wants growth. It is obsessed with more in air quotes. It wants more, more, more all the time. And get unstuck is what we want. But in speaking to the subconscious mind, that is actually away from motivated rather than forward focused, motivated. So in shifting the name from Get Unstuck, which is kind of like, I want to get away from that, moving it into the shift seekers, it's the same thing, but it is forward focused. And so because I know the power of our language and how important it is, especially because I'm repeating it all the time, I wanted people having that already happening, even though it doesn't necessarily make sense to anybody until they understand all of this. I know that it's speaking to their subconscious in a much more enticing way. That makes a lot of sense. I coach a few radio personalities, and one of the things we always focus on is forward momentum. It doesn't matter what happened five minutes ago. Those people weren't listening. All that matters is the here and now and where we're going, forward momentum. And so you take that to a whole new level in helping people with their subconscious mind. So with the people that you work with, what is a common thread that you notice that keeps people stuck where they're at? Most commonly, it is the believing that it's possible for others, but not for self. And when we dig down into that and we really drill down under the surface, always it comes down to a fear of experiencing one of two emotions, which is either guilt or shame. And so that fear, like anytime we feel fear, we're not fearing the outcome of the thing. We're fearing feeling that emotion in our bodies because we don't like it. And so what I see is that show up in so many different cleverly disguised ways of I'm not good enough. I don't have enough knowledge, enough experience, enough certifications, enough money, enough time, you name it. It's always I don't have enough something that keeps us still We believe we're stuck, but truthfully, what's happening is our subconscious is just keeping us safe because it doesn't want us to experience those emotions. You were a teacher before becoming a transformation coach. So what caused that transformation, that shift in you? I talk about the tolerance rope. (laughs) So we, I believe we all have this kind of like a candle wick, if you like, but I see it like a rope that's hanging down. 
And we kind of have this tolerance of like, this is fine. This is fine in my life. That's fine. I'm tolerating this. I can put up with this. I'll settle for that. And when I was a teacher, I always, always knew I was going to be my own boss, but I never knew. I didn't know what that was going to look like. Now, when I went back to teaching after I had my daughter, this was nearly 12 years ago now, I knew that it was only temporary, but I didn't know what I was leaving for. And I was telling myself, I was doing the thing we all tend to do, which is I was making it conditional. I was like, well, when my business, which I hadn't even really started yet, makes the same amount of money as my current salary, then I will hand in my notice. And what happened was before I got to that point where business was generating that money, I got to the end of my tolerance rope and I had no place else to go. And so I had almost what I describe as an out-of-body experience where I just found myself one morning, I should have been in class taking register ready to start the day. And I was listening to myself standing in the head teacher's office saying, I'm here to hand my notice in. I had no plans to do that that morning. It just happened. My body was just like, here we go. This is happening. Then it was really a case of trusting me. Obviously, it was about money, right? Like, well, okay, I don't have a job anymore. So how am I going to make money? For me, it was a deep exploration into self-trust. Can I trust myself to not be homeless, to always be able to put food on the table, to be able to just take one step at a time and know that everything's going to take care of itself? And I was terrified. But what happened was I just found all these opportunities, things that I was never planning to do. I actually ended up before this business, building a whole huge empire of business of a website agency because somebody who was in a mom and baby forum I was a part of just said to me, hey, I really like your website. Could you build one for me? I was like, oh, sure. It paid. And then we did a really good job. And then other people started asking. And it was a whole thing. It was never what I wanted to do. Like, to be clear, I was never springing out of bed in the morning and going, oh my gosh, this is my purpose. I'm here doing the work <laughs> yeah. that excites me and is yeah. going to change the world. However, I knew it was right at the time. And so each moment I was just on the path of like, does this feel like what I want to do? Does this feel, and without it being a hunt, it was just clarification each step of the way of how things felt until I landed in the work that I'm doing now, which really, I don't think I could have got here any sooner because it was through the experience of website clients who would get to the point every single time right before we're about to launch their website into the world and they would have some resistance show up. They would get to a point where they would go, oh, we actually, I need a new logo or I need a new photo shoot or I'm going to rewrite my copy. And there was always a reason to put it on hold. And that was where I started looking at what is actually going on here? Why are people holding themselves up? What's going on? And then I was here I am. <laughs> the thing beneath the thing. What I hear you saying is you weren't so focused on the destination, but it was kind of following the process, finding the yes, finding the path, and not just trying to picture your dream job, your dream company. It was one step after another and uh, just believing that it was possible. Absolutely. And you know, for a long time, I had a lot of shame around the fact that I didn't know what I wanted. I really thought that was a, something that needed like fixing. You know, I was like, well, what's wrong with me? All these people around me seem to have these big visions and I don't really, I don't really have a vision. I don't really know what I want. All I know is I'm definitely keen for more. And, you know, I like to describe it. You know, that game you used to play with as a kid when you were like warmer, warmer, colder, colder, and you're right. like on a treasure hunt. I feel like I play that game in my life. You know, if something feels good, I know I'm going in the right direction. And so I really follow that. But it's taken a long time for me to find the acceptance that it's okay 
to just trust the feeling rather than have an end destination in mind. I follow you on Instagram and you're always island hopping. That's kind of a passion of yours. You live on an island in your dream home. How did that come about? We weren't supposed to be here. We were quite happy in our home where we were until the day when we needed new tea towels, new dishcloths. We were like, well, we'll just grab these ones. They're in the grocery store. They're right here. They'll do. And they were this like white, crisp, geometric pattern. And I remember pulling one out of the drawer one morning in the, in our house and just being swamped with this feeling of real, like I was irritated, almost angry that these new tea towels that we had with this geometric modern pattern was such a mismatch for the country wooden kitchen that I was standing <laughs> in. I don't even know. It was irrational. It didn't make any sense. I was so frustrated. And in that, I was kind of prompted into, well, what, where would these be a match? And I had this vision of this beautiful, like white kitchen with all this open space. And it just felt really nice. I was lost in that for a few, a few seconds, not a long time. I was interrupted by my accountant calling me who knows I never go in my inbox. So if they need something from me, they have to get me on the phone. Like, Laura, I know you don't want to go in your inbox. But I really need you to sign this and get it back to me. Can you do it in the next 15 minutes? Like, ugh, okay. So I hung up the phone. I'm doubly irritated by this point. I go into my inbox. And the first thing I see is a property alert that I didn't even know I was subscribed to because we weren't looking to move. And the featured image, which is usually here in the UK, like the outside or the garden or something, was this kitchen. And the kitchen (laughs) image was literally this white kitchen. And I was like, what? And so, of course, I clicked. And then it was like, well, I have to come and see it because you know, that sequence of events, I trust that. And when we came to visit, it turned out that it's exactly opposite the home I grew up in, the childhood home that I hadn't been even in this village for probably 25 years. And I now look down on the home that I grew up in. So yes, we ended up living here. (laughs) That's incredible. Okay. (laughs) From details to your dream home. That's really amazing. And so I'm curious if somebody's listening to this and they are feeling stuck, they're in maybe a job that isn't their dream and they're not able to pursue their creativity in the way they would like to, like what's kind of a first step they could take to explore that? Yes. Okay. I love this. So one of the things I like to do when people are new in my world is play a bit of a game. And so I will always invite people to just choose something. It can be anything. People choose like animals, objects, whatever, and just decide for the next seven days, 28 days, however long, you're just going to notice when that thing shows up. So somebody might choose feathers or actually one lady who was really skeptical about this chose a purple scarf with yellow stripes. And I was like, very specific. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a bit nervous because I was like, oh gosh, like you're a way to go to try and prove that this doesn't work. So what's happening when we do this? It sounds like magic. I call it evidence of magic because I like it to be playful. We're very unattached. What we're doing is practicing being unattached from the outcome. When we're in that situation you described where we want something else, but we don't know what it is, it can feel so heavy and so serious and so big. And so I like to make it small and fun and a lot lighter. So in order to detach, experience in your body what it's like to be detached from the outcome, we'll just play a game with something that really, it doesn't matter, right? Right. That thing we were talking about, the fear and the feeling of the guilt and the shame. I'm not going to feel guilt or shame if I say I'm going to find, you know, a $5 bill on the floor and I don't find one. It is or it isn't. And that's the end of it. There's no more meaning than that. 
typically with bigger things, we make a lot more meaning of them. So we zoom out and we make this game. So somebody could choose whatever their, I call it like a totem, wherever your totem or your symbol is going to be. And just play the game of simply, you're not hunting for it, just noticing when it shows up. You know that thing where like, if you're looking for a new car and you just suddenly see those cars everywhere on the road, that is not a coincidence. It's not all of a sudden that factory started churning out gazillions of those cars. It's because your mind, your reticular activating system in your brain has locked on and it is like a heat seeking radar that will just show you every time, oh, here it is again, here it is again. And that lady who chose the purple scarf with the yellow stripes, who was super skeptical, she was playing the game and she was like, yeah, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And she kind of just disappeared, was like, didn't hear from her. And then about a week later, she sent me this picture and she was like, you will not believe what happened. She said, I was walking across the street to my car. I was carrying a box. She said, and I tripped. So I moved the box to see what I tripped over. And at my feet was a purple scarf with yellow stripes on it. Now, of course, if this had happened two weeks before, she would never have thought anything of the fact that the scarf was purple with yellow stripes. It was only because they didn't just appear out of nowhere. It's only because she was tuned in to notice it. Now, when you start to notice those things, you can prove to your mind that you are able to tune in and make change to finally dial in exactly what you want and to start making moves towards seeing that in your reality. So we use that as our evidence and then we just start making smaller moves And eventually over time, it's the compound effect, right? We make small moves and before we know it, we've made a whole ton of progress. I think about how we're bombarded with, you know, tens of thousands of messages a day and we have a natural filter to filter everything out that isn't relevant to us. And so obviously if you focus on something, you are going to notice it. So that's a really powerful thing. I'm wondering for the skeptic to say, well, it's easy for you to say where you're at on some Mm. island off the coast of the UK. For maybe somebody that doesn't come from resources and all of these responsibilities and bills to pay and whatever the case may be, and it just feels like the weight of that, I just got to work, pay for these things. How do you talk to someone that's kind of skeptical? Well, easy for you to say because you have those resources. Well, this is the thing I hear even sometimes without somebody saying it all the time. (laughs) And it's like, it's all right for you. You know, it's that that whole vibe is present all the time. And what I love is that it is all right for me now. (laughs) And I love to share the fact that it was only, oh, actually, I don't know if it's quite two years ago that I was in six figures of debt almost overnight because of a slip up that happened. And it was just the most horrific experience that I'd ever had. And also at that time when I handed my notice in, in my teaching job, I was also going through a separation from my first marriage So I had no income, no support, no nothing. And I literally remember being in the situation of my daughter being young and feeling like I had one coin left. I had no money in my bank. I had one coin left. And I was choosing between whether to buy milk, because I knew she would eat cereal for dinner, push come to shove. I was like, I could buy milk with this coin, or I could take her to the like play group we go to every single week on this day. The logical part of me is like, buy the milk, buy the milk, buy the milk. And again, I was like following the feeling. I was like, I'm going to go to playgroup. I was so glad that day that I followed that feeling because when I walked into that playgroup out of like peripheral vision, somebody swept towards me in the room and was like, Laura, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. I've only come here because my friend said you'd come here and I didn't know how to get hold of you, but you loaned her this baby carrier. These baby carriers are around like around 200, 250 US dollars. So you loaned this to my friend. And she's borrowed it to me because my baby will not stop crying and I cannot put her down. 
can I buy this from you? She said, I've gone to the like ATM. I've bought out the cash because I'm just really hoping you'll let me just keep this one so I don't have to wait two weeks for the one I want to come. That decision literally paid off for me. That kickstarted a whole chain of events for me. It doesn't make sense. Right? And I always share that personal story because not because I necessarily I used to need people to know I'd been there. I don't feel quite the same as that anymore, but it does always help to know that you can be right at the end of something. You can really be in it. And it's only one small move that can flip the script on so much. That kickstarted a whole chain of events for me to the point that almost when I did find myself in that six figures of debt, it was almost exciting because I knew, oh, here we go. Something incredible is about to happen. What I'm noticing is if you are feeling stuck, maybe I always advise people to get a coach. You're a coach. I'm a coach. Like coaches can be a guide, but if you can't afford a coach, find a friend, go to play group and make a connection there because that will unlock all kinds of possibilities and get outside of yourself and make a friend. That might be the first step. Absolutely. And it is always about shifting our attention, right? That's the thing. Like if I had taken the action or anybody in that situation had taken the action to just like focus on the, the other alternative, it is an option and it does make Mm -hmm. sense to do that, but it doesn't shift the problem. It doesn't shift our attention. It keeps us in it. So I really feel like, especially when we're in that situation where we can't afford it in the day of this internet space, there is so much free, amazing content. I mean, podcasts like this, so many people putting on free trainings. We do a free training called the Get Unstuck Sessions where we go deep into this. There's so much available to you. You have so much support when you allow yourself to just widen your perspective slightly to allow it in. That's incredible. Well, how do people find out about the Get Unstuck Sessions? You can definitely go to the getunstucksessions.com and get on the wait list. We have another round coming up in September. Or you can come and follow me on Instagram because I will definitely be posting loud and proud about it when we get into that next session very, very soon. And I am totally Laura over on Instagram. Thank you so much. What a gift. And that's amazing. I do encourage you to follow Laura. She's very inspirational. As I mentioned, give me a story of transformation that's come out of one of those recent groups. Oh my gosh. Well, I had amazing, amazing stories of people who come in and I have one lady in particular, her name is Morgan. And she had been running a business online for about the same time I had. We'd met in one of our early groups and she had started coming into my work and into my world. And She'd been really trying to hit the like five figure month mark or, you know, cross all those entrepreneurial milestones that we see mapped out all the time. And something was just like keeping her just at the same, like just in the, just enough, just ticking over a bracket. She wasn't struggling, but she did, she wasn't where she wanted to be. And she came in, she did the shift sessions and she has really committed deeply to doing her own work, like outside and beyond, to using the yeah. tools to keeping it going. She's developed a really consistent practice. And we did a video interview um, not that long ago. And I had no idea what she was going to share with me because what had happened was when we did that interview, she had had her first 50K month, which was absolutely like, wow, mind-blowing, amazing. And then very shortly after that, only a few weeks later, she had her first 100K month and has had consistent months like that ever since. So it just blows my mind to know that we can have stories as huge as that. And then we can have stories in the shape that this other lady who who I did a one-on-one session with, who came in because she knew her marriage was over. She knew it was over. She was just like, I just want to handle the emotions around it so I can communicate it with love and integrity. And we did our session. 
She was like, thank you so much. I feel so peaceful around this. She went home, waited for her husband to come in from work that day. And as soon as she heard his, like the door go, like his hand on the handle, her whole body was swamped with butterflies and tingles and excitement of the kind that they had when they first met. And now they've been on their second honeymoon. They have renewed their wedding vows and they have completely turned things around. So while she thought it was like completely over, it was just unlocking something that was so just out in her blind spot that allowed her to access all of those feelings again. And I love that. That's powerful. I'm so glad you shared that because I did get the sense, this isn't just about money. You're sharing no. about 100K a month, which sounds yeah. amazing. But I would say even more amazing is a marriage restored. That's so powerful. So let me ask you, what, what does success look like for you? Also, second question, I get the sense you're not done, right? So <laughs> what's next for you? I love this. So success to me is freedom of choice, you know, and that comes with, from privilege, right? And me choosing to put myself in that place. I like to be able to choose and say, yes, I love travel. Even this summer alone, I've been able to choose very last minute, very spontaneously to travel with my children. Like my husband's been staying home. My father-in-law's been moving into his new home and he's been helping with that. So we've been able to, as a family, make choices that weren't previously available to us. And so for me, it's not about what I've done in my business or anything else. To me, success looks like freedom to choose. And the biggest successes that I will never, ever, ever be bored of celebrating are those of the people who I see lean into this work. And especially when they come in skeptical, that's my favorite. (laughs) And when we speak to not being done yet, I think the biggest lesson I've learned on this journey of discovery is that it's not about the destination. Like to me, the meaning of life is to just be in the moments. The moments in between are where the biggest gifts lie and where usually when we can learn to just be with something, especially when it's not feeling incredible, there is huge beauty in that. That really resonates. I was recently reflecting, I shared on a previous podcast, the idea of be, do, have. And I think we get that backwards too often. Our default setting is I got to do the things to have what I want and then I'll be a successful person. But no, you have to be present in your body now, feel your feelings and then envision where you want to go and then take one step after the other. But it starts with being present in the moment. So that is validation. You saying that definitely resonates. And so thank you so much. What a gift. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, I would love to hear from you. Reach out on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Paul J. Goldsmith, or you can send me a text to 559-574-3210. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.